Like, this is one of those things that you throw out five years into your career when you're an established veteran and you've already convinced one of those 32 teams to pay you. Yeah. When you're going through the job interview, that's not the time <laughs> to lob out the crazy theories. I don't know, but dude's fast. <laughs> I so hope. Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in downtown Milwaukee, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Vetrano. Just about 6-12 on this Friday morning, March 1st, National Day of Unplugging. You're supposed to take a break from the phone principally and other electronic devices. I would like to reach out my hand and hold yours, but you won't put your phone away. You like that? All right. <laughs> Song by the Dark Nemesis on YouTube. From nationalday.com. Do you have multiple cell phones constantly Snapchatting every move? Find it hard yes. to get through a meaningful conversation without adding to your story? Absolutely. Et cetera, et cetera. We're missing out. So they're encouraging folks to unplug today. Impossible. It is impossible. <laughs> I mean, I think what's reasonable is you could make a conscious effort to maybe spend some time away from the phone, mm-hmm. which is probably a good idea every day. I, and there are some people that are better at that, uh, that are able to just put it in the drawer or set it down. I, I give what, them all the credit in the world. Well, I think what's hard is it's not it's not a lack of desire on my part or yours to, to have that break. Mm-hmm. It's the expectation of the rest of the universe that you are instantly reachable. Now, some people have more of a right to that claim than others. <laughs> like your kids, right? I mean, at that age where they've got, you know, their schedules are in flux. When do you, when are you picking me up? I forgot this, or is this happening? Your spouse, your partner, somebody, mm-hmm. hey, what's, what are we doing for this? And they expect that once they've sent it, you've seen it. <laughs> and, and must act on and whatever must act it is. on that immediately. So you may have that desire, but others so, around you in so your orbit may not. Yours is a fear of missing out on something or missing something. Not necessarily I don't a care. FOMO. I'm just worried for them. Yeah, okay. But others like just can't not play Candy Crush. <laughs> <laughs> right, or post. Yeah, or yes. snap. Yes, all of those things. Or just doom scroll through Facebook. <laughs> yeah, it might be healthy to take a step away from that. But in, in terms of just being able to leave your device at home today, we couldn't get in the building. Well, that's, that's <laughs> like a great we, point. We have this app on our phone that opens the door here. We can't access our network do. without our that's phone. That's right. The computer says, hey, mm-hmm. uh, type in this code on your phone, mm-hmm. dual factor identification. Like, yep. We cannot function in society without it. Well, good luck. Phone away. Phone away. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Eric Bilstad and Vince Vetrano. Yawn. Ho-hum. Four in a row for the Milwaukee Bucks. Let's go. Ho-hum game. Just kind of beat down on the Charlotte Hornets. They're not again. real good. Uh, just, just a game. It was a nice game for the Buckos, but just, you know, they did what they had to do. The Bucks are now... Again, undefeated since the All-Star break, four in a row. They are 7-7 seven and seven under Doc Rivers. And Bobby Portis telling the network, hey, man, like, 
coming together now. Y'all. Yeah, man. Um, you know, we kind of got in the funk a little bit uh, during the season, especially like uh, to start the season off, I want to say um, right there in that December, January uh, mark, man, it was kind of a funk a little bit, man. We didn't really have any spacing on the floor. We wasn't, um, you know, sacrificing enough on the floor so guys get open shots, making, you know, quick basket cuts, quick DHOs to the corners. Of so now they've gotten to a point where they're playing much, much better, and, you know, eh, what do you want? Rebounded by Giannis. Outlet feed ahead to Beasley, who plunges it through with a right-hand yep. jam. Just a boring old win last night, but I'll take a dub anytime. Absolutely. Guys stepping up. I mean, you heard Beasley's name there. Bobby's had a couple of good games yep. in a row, oh, yeah. so uh, to Tonight, it's the Bulls in Chicago right here on Late WTMJ. Tip, right? Yeah, it's, it's like back another a nine o'clocker. Yeah. That's too late. <laughs> <laughs> it's Friday. Brewers have won one game in spring training. One. We are one in five. Lost to the Rangers Thursday afternoon, seven to five. Now you know manager Pat Murphy's take on spring training. Game results don't matter. He's measuring player performance. Again, when you guys and I joke about the cactus league crown, but when spring training games and spring training records or spring training rivalries, the result is a big thing, let me know, because then we'll alter things. Right now, we're getting guys ready to play 162-game season. That's it. I mean, cool, man, and he's right, but could you can you just win a game, please? I just feel a little Who better. cares? I know, matter. but just wait, give me one. Padres this afternoon, Saturday's spring training game is on the air. 2.10, first pitch, 2 p.m. broadcast time, and you're home of the Brewers 620 WTMJ. And the Admirals back on home ice tonight. They'll be wearing their City Connect-inspired sweaters. Yeah. And trying to start a new winning streak. Wow, free beer! That's right. You heard it here live on Wisconsin's Morning News. President of the Milwaukee Admirals, John Greenberg, joined us yesterday morning mm-hmm. announcing they are celebrating that 19-game winning streak with free beer offer for fans today. Is this happening? Are you making an announcement is, right now? Uh, yes. At uh, Saz's, at Stenny's, and uh, at Major Goolsby's. Uh, when you walk in, you'll get a certificate for your first Coors Light uh, on us and on our good friends from Beer Capital and uh, and Molson Coors. So, 7 p.m. game tonight against Rockford. 3 p.m. puck drop on Sunday afternoon for the ad's annual charity game that benefits Children's Wisconsin. 619. Well, the photo ops are finished. All the attention now goes someplace else after a dual Visit to the U.S. border in Mexico in We were both Texas. there. Yes. Yeah, so the same time. President Biden was there and the former President Donald Trump. Here's just a summary of how it went. Nice weather, beautiful day, but a very dangerous border. We're going to take care of it. Thank you. Folks, the bipartisan border security deal is a win for the American people. That's a win for the people of Texas, and it's fair for those who legitimately have a right to come here. Migrant crime. We call it Biden migrant crime, but that's a little bit long. So we'll just leave it. But every time you hear the term migrant crime, you know where that comes from. The majority of Democrats and Republicans in both houses support this legislation until someone came along and said, don't do that, It'll benefit the incumbent. We fixed the problem, and in 2020, it wasn't even a subject. I'd go out, I'd say, I want to talk about the border. They'd say, sir, you fixed the border. Nobody cares about the border anymore. We need to act. It's time for the speakers and some of my Republican friends in Congress who are blocking this bill to show a little spine. An illegal alien migrant who was led into our country and released into our communities by crooked Joe Biden. He's crooked. I took the name away from Hillary. I love some of my Neanderthal friends. Uh, 
who still think there's no climate change. You look at what this governor, Newscom from California, isn't that his name, Newscom? Here's what I would say to Mr. Trump. Set a plan policy commission. Join me, or I'll join you in telling the Congress to pass this bipartisan border security bill. We can do it together. Now the United States is being overrun by the Biden migrant crime. It's a new form of a vicious violation to our country. Let's remember who we are. We're the United States of America. And no, I mean, just think about this. There's nothing, nothing beyond our capacity. Nothing. When we work together. And there you have it, folks. In 90 seconds, that's what happened yesterday. It's actually what you fashioned together there is an old Lincoln-Douglas debate. Yeah. <laughs> it's just they didn't actually debate each other. Right? Right. That's what you put yeah. together there. Actually, it's pretty funny you say that. That's pretty. It, it, they were almost debating each other from afar, <laughs> right. kind of, and almost at the same time. Could they have met up in the same spot? Just put a couple of stumps up there. And- Why not? So yeah, yeah, you're gonna hear more. The strategy from the White House because this is an issue that irritates the president because it's kind of it's it's a tough one to get your arms around and it's sticky and there's all these different things. But their strategy will continue to be: Hey, we have a bill, bipartisan measure. That uh, the other side is deciding not to bring to the floor, even though they have enough votes. So that'll be what you hear as we get closer to the election. That'll be the White House's stand. It was bipartisan until it wasn't. Right. right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, other news. Oh, we, oh, by the way. We do have some news, and this is very important for you. The yeas are 77, the nays are 13, and the bill is passed. March may roar in like a lion, but it'll start with a government humming. After the Senate did pass a bill to avert a government shutdown. So. Again, see, I slapped a moratorium on talking about it all this week because all it was was legal maneuvering Ding-a-ling, and the little one lawmaker urinating in another lawmaker's yeah. shoes, a bunch of sound bites, and at the end they figured it out for yeah. at least another few weeks. That's- Bucks going for win number five in a row against the Bulls tonight. We got sports at 645. Seeing videos now for the first time during the Rust movie manslaughter trial of Alec Baldwin. Firing prop guns on the set. So this is that movie that was taking place in New Mexico. The armorer right now is on trial for manslaughter. And in these videos, you see Baldwin firing these prop guns. Sometimes he's still firing it even after someone yells cut. And then there's also times where he's pointing the gun toward crew as he's like talking and giving direction. Like he's not like threatening them, but he's kind of pointing it. Something you at would them. never do with a re- right with right. a real gun. And then the basic uh, gun safety. And during the testimony that they're directing that issue at the armorer. Firearms expert Brian Carpenter testifying that as armorer, Gutierrez should have corrected Baldwin's behavior every time. Once you take on the responsibility of safety for another person, you take on the responsibility of making sure that you do what's necessary, even if it's inconvenient. But the defense arguing Gutierrez was assigned to other duties on that set, taking her away from her job as armorer. Yeah, the defense kind of saying that this very chaotic scene, or at least the, the filming was just not organized well. She had all these other things she had to do. We are also hearing from the assistant director who was there when the cinematographer, Helena Hutchins, was shot inadvertently by Baldwin. Did you speak to Ms. Hutchins when you approached her? I did. What did you say? Are you all right? Did she respond? Yes. She said, I can't feel my legs. Hutchins would go on to lose her life. Again, this uh, trial expected to last into next week at Did Baldwin least. have to testify at this or uh, no? I'm not sure. I mean, he also he still is facing his, own, his right? own charges. Uh, nothing yet said whether or not he'll be on the stand. Citing Unlimited, WTMG News Time, 638.
think I know some things about Southeast Wisconsin history, right? We're oh, smart yes. guys. Yes. We know some stuff. Absolutely. This is something I admit I only learned a few years ago and excited for this conversation. I had Grafton, Wisconsin played an important role in the early days of record producing. Paramount Recording Studio in Grafton was a mecca at the time for American blues musicians in the 30s and 40s. WTMJ's Libby Collins talked with blues historian Angie Mack. Who are some of the names that came to Grafton? Blind Blake, Skip James, Sunhouse, Big Bill Brunsey, who inspired Mick Jagger, the father of gospel music, Thomas A. Dorsey, Ethel Waters. She was the first black woman to be on radio. She recorded many songs for the Paramount label. The father, Boogie Woogie Music, Piano, Mead Lux Lewis. The names just go on and on and on. Louis Armstrong, King Oliver, Alberta Hunter, Hattie McDaniel from Gone with the Wind. I didn't know she was a recording artist. Yes. And so they all would come to Grafton. Now, geographically, I'm thinking back in the 20s. Certainly we didn't have 94 or 43. It was a little bit of a drive to get here. So where would they come? Would they take trains into Milwaukee? Would they be in Chicago and then come to Grafton? What was it like getting them here? Yeah, a lot of them came through the interurban train, which came up through Grafton. There was a drop-off point about three blocks from the recording studio, one block from my house. So... They primarily came by train. Some were driven. But it seemed to have happened kind of in the night when most locals didn't really know what was going on. Many days journey by horseback. Like, think about it, right? <laughs> right. An easy spot to That's get awesome. to. You can hear more this Sunday morning at 11 a.m. WTMJ's Libby Collins talking with blues historian Angie Mack about she could the legendary have been making musicians. up some of those names at the end there. I don't know. <laughs> John Shinlinden. Oh, yeah. He was a oh, yeah, trumpet player, right? Yeah, That's great, though. That's awesome. Uh, she's going to talk with Angie Mack Sunday morning at 11 on all the folks who recorded in Grafton, Wisconsin. 642, we got sports next. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Eric Bilstad and Vince Vetrano. This is what Milwaukee Bucks basketball is supposed to look like. Right? Oh, this feels a lot better. Down. Like, I just want to see a boring beatdown like last night. It just. Basically, just beat the Charlotte Hornets again. This time in Charlotte. Yeah, did it earlier this week. Yeah, listen to a bit it. of the pregame. Yeah, and Dave Kane was asking Doc about that. Like, is this a tough spot because you just just beat these guys hard? And and Doc was like, Yeah, team guys have pride. Yeah, but. you don't like it. Yeah, you don't necessarily want to play the same team right. twice. But hey, similar situation. Beat them easy. Bobby Portis talking after the game and told our Dave Kane on the Bucks Radio Network that. What's ma- what's fun about Doc is that like even after a win like last night, meh, he's gonna pick you apart. You know, even though we won by double digits today, um, you know, pretty sure on tomorrow in the morning, man, Doc will have a hundred clips of all the things that we did wrong. So having a coach like Doc definitely keeps you locked in and uh, keeps you focused. Hey, we won. No, no, hey, this, this, and that. Right, so the go Bucks, ahead. Hang your hat on that, boys. Right. They're coming back around now. So they've won four in a row. They're seven and seven now under Rivers. They play the Bulls in Chicago tonight. Why so late, E? Oh, that's right. I was going to get you nine o'clock tip. Is it a right, nine tip? It? I think it's 8.30 pregame. Yeah. So. I think it's uh, because of the, the networks. Too late. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
for those well <laughs> for, for anyone for who's up at this hour right yeah brewers and padres yeah. this afternoon saturday's spring training game is on the air that's a 210 first pitch 2 p.m broadcast time on your home of the brewers 620 wtmj heard a lot about this kid in the offseason crew's top prospect right jackson churio how's he doing Petronio reports from Arizona. Jackson Churio and the Brewers made headlines in December when the Phenom and the club agreed to an eight-year extension before he'd even made his big league debut. The $82 million guaranteed marked the most handed to a player in the form of an extension that hadn't played in the bigs yet. General Manager Matt Arnold. You know, we obviously care about this guy a ton and, and having it starts back even giving him, you know, one of the largest signing bonuses in franchise history, certainly since I've been here. This kid is really built right, you know, and, and I think we've seen him be prepared for this type of attention. He's up for the challenge. He recognizes that there are a lot of other good outfielders that we have, and he wants it. Now, Jackson has been off to a slow start in his first camp as a member of the 40-man roster. He's just 3 for 13 for a 231 batting average. But the man two lockers down from him wants to let the kid just play ball. He's obviously really talented for the organization to make a commitment like that. He's got a very bright future ahead of him. We just got to let him play. You know, just let him play. Let him be Let him be a kid. Let him be a rookie in the big leagues. Obviously, when you sign a contract like that, there's expectations and everything that come along with that. But at the same time, just let him play. There's going to be growing pains in the big leagues. There's going to be really bright moments. There's, there's going to be everything in between. Christian Yelich knows it's a little different now than when he was coming up. Aside from the contract, there's a lot more press and pressure on prospects now. When I was coming up, it was a little bit of a different scenario. 10, 10 years ago or 11 years ago, however long it was when I was a rookie, like people didn't know with prospect names as much. It was, you know, they'd see you, diehard fans might know them, but then they'd kind of see you show up one day in the major leagues. I was like, oh, who's this guy? The Brewers aren't concerned with the challenges or struggles that Churio will face. And to be fair to Jackson, 14 plate appearances of spring training is no reason to sound the alarm. Matt Arnold trusts this teenager. I, I think it's it's going to be you know some of the day-to-day preparation. I think some of the adjustments that these guys can make at the big league level that he's probably not seen in the minor leagues. But again, he's so talented that he can out-athlete, I think, the game at certain levels. But it's also going to adjust. And then, and then the other piece of that is just, you know, you have these guys that can kind of get to just about everything with their swing and just making sure that he stays within himself and that he knows when he can do damage on certain pitches and when the walk's there, just take the walk and get the next one. However, those teenage days are almost gone. He's only 11 days away from his 20th birthday. 11, the jersey number flying off the shelves in Milwaukee, not the 94 as is signed by Pat Murphy. Reporting from Phoenix, Dominic Catronio, WTMJ. So Brewers 1-5 and five in spring training games so far, lost again to the Rangers 7-5 to five yesterday afternoon. The Admirals back on home ice tonight. They'll be wearing their City Connect-inspired sweaters, trying to start a new winning streak. Last one, of course, broken at 19 games. 7 p.m. game tonight. Puck drops at 3 p.m. Sunday for the Ads' annual charity game. $3 from every ticket sold going to benefit Children's Wisconsin. on Wisconsin's Morning News. ESPN Milwaukee's Gabe Neitzel in the house with us this week. NFL Combine is underway. You know, we were talking with Tausch the other day about how they run these guys, not just physically, but psychologically, mentally, trying to evaluate these guys they're going to put millions of dollars into. Well, then they also give them tests, right? Like yeah, there, and and there's been different cognizant tests that they've given. I mean, the Wonderlick is an old one. They're they're trying to out a new one. Apparently, C.J. Stroud, uh, who was the NFL Rookie of the Year this last yeah. year, didn't score well on it, and everyone's like, "Well, I don't know if you can take him." And right. then it turns out it didn't really matter. So, what about this? 
Is this a red flag? This guy from Texas Tech, his name is Tyler Owens. He could run the fastest 40 because he's just that good of a player. The audio is a little rocky here. Gabe found this for us. This is audio of him saying that he doesn't believe in space. You guys are discussing that you don't believe in. No, I don't believe in space. I'm like, you know, I'm more religious. So I think, like, where he's from right now, I don't think there's, like, other planets and stuff like that. <laughs> I, if you can't make that out, uh, <laughs> what he said there was is, I don't believe in space. I don't think there's other planets and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> so, is that a red flag? Yes! That is absolutely a red flag. If you do not believe in space. He uh, he further <laughs> later said in the clip that uh, the Flat Earthers had some good theories I mean, he was willing to listen to. Like, they made some valid points. Like, He's what are we doing? I, hey, look, it's great to be open-minded, but what's next? I don't believe in cover 2D like, if you don't believe in space, I don't know if I can trust you with anything at this so point. So this is a tough one, though, because if the kid is really good, if he's, <laughs> he's got, running a 4-3. Yeah. No, don't care. Can't trust you. Can't trust you. If I can't trust you to be in the run, like, here, again, there are so many things in our lives that are based off the fact that our planet is round and there are other things out there in space. Like yesterday, we celebrated February 29th because, you know, we're revolving around <laughs> the sun and it takes a certain amount of time to do so because, you know, we're a circular planet, rotating, gravity. <laughs> All these different things are based off the fact, fact, I say, that the planet is round, not flat, and outer space is indeed a thing. So you think Elon Musk is just lying to you as he's trying to launch SpaceX? Right, where, says it, where does that land? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, if space isn't go? a thing, where is that going? Like, no, I, I don't care if this guy was the number one prospect. I could not have him on my team. See, that's fascinating to me because I bet they run into this from time to time where, you know, you want to invest money. You want to – this is – Phenomenal player could be great for you. Could be you know could snatch every ball out of the air and steal every pass. And well, I'll throw a name at you. Remember Lashawn Johnson? Oh, sure. For the Packers, mm -hmm. he and he had another buddy. Both of them were super fast. He didn't believe in Remember? leap day. No, <laughs> these were the two clowns that tried to buy a lion. Remember oh, yeah. that story? Oh, wow. So uh, tra no, Travis Jervy. <laughs> oh, tra uh, yes, it was Travis Lashawn Jervy. Johnson and Travis Jervy yeah, because, uh, were roommates, and they tried to buy a lion when they were living in an apartment in Green Bay. Yeah, true story. Uh, Holmgren had to deal with that. Yeah, Chewie's told that story before over on our show. <laughs> I, but I'd rather have that. I think like this. This is concerning because it's a lack of judgment. Yeah, like this is just scientific facts. You know, like this other is something planets. that yeah, other planets, mm, space. Nah. Like this is one of those things that you throw out. Five years into your career when you're an established veteran and you've already convinced one of those 32 teams to pay you. Yeah. When you're going through the job interview, that's not the time to lob out the crazy theories. I don't know, but dude's fast. <laughs> I so hope he's a Packer. You, you, I mean, send a car to pick him up, send a car to take him home, whatever you got to do between the lines. I don't believe in space. Again, crazy things happen at the Combine. I did not foresee. Yeah, I don't believe in space. How about dude's agent? Oh. <laughs> he thinks he's Just got a top deflated. 10 pick. Just, right? Oh, no. This guy's going to bank. <laughs> and then your, your guy opens oh. his mouth. Yeah, space, that ain't real. Yeah. Oh. Other planets? We're nah. doomed. <laughs> 657 on Wisconsin's Morning News.